Hey, what's going on, everybody? We have David Radney in the house. Look, he's been in real estate for over 15 years, guys. And look, he's developed something incredible. It's called Push, right? Prospecting until success happens, right? He's helping you guys, agents, and mastering scripts, objections, handling and mastering the listing presentation process. We were just talking about mindset earlier. So David is coming in with incredible jewels to distribute, to give everybody. David, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And uh, yeah, PushMath stands for Prospect Until Success Happens. And you know, that's our business. You know, people get into real estate thinking it's like HGTV and it's just all glamorous and you can sell a house in the weekend. It's simple. It's not quite that easy. And mm. so I train people how to push through and how to have success. That's that's what I do. And man, life is about pushing. You got to. Mm -hmm. One thing I found out is like when you're on the verge of quitting or when you just want to throw in the towel and you're like, let me just push one more time. You'd be surprised, like, how things happen. Yeah. No, I, it's that whole thing. You ever see the image of the guy who's in the mine and he's got the axe and he's trying to chop through and get the treasure and he gives up and he's like, I'm done. And mm. the next miner comes in right behind them, hits the wall one mm. time and gets all the treasure. We mm. got to learn to push through, do one more activity, do one more phone call, one more door Oof. knock because – a lot of times we're giving up at the 11th hour and the opportunities right there. We're just not pushing through to, to make it to the other side. Incredible. Boom. Talk to us about real estate. I mean, it's real estate to me seems like one of those things that there's so many fields. There's the bird method, there's wholesale, there's fix and flip, there's realtors, real estate. Like there's so much going on in it. Like, yeah. tell us about like where you're structured and kind of like, how you see the real estate paradigm. So, so what I will tell you, I love what you just said, because mm -hmm. you don't have to get pigeonholed. When mm -hmm. I first started in real estate back in Texas, I was an investor buying properties for me. Wow. Then I got my license. I helped other investors and I helped them rent property out. I did some property management. Wow. I became a listing agent and now mm -hmm. I'm a real estate coach. Look at all the ways my career has progressed. And there's so much opportunity. And I think sometimes people get pigeonholed. I'm doing open houses, working with buyers. This isn't working out. I don't know if real estate is for me. Maybe that section of real estate isn't for you, but there are so many other things you should be doing or could be doing. You just need to explore that and talk to people because there's tons of opportunity out there for anyone in the real estate field. What got you interested in real estate in the first place? So it was... Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make this story short. However, this is one situation that changed my life. So I want to share it with you. My wife and I had moved from Los Angeles to Austin. We were going to a church and they had this, this coach come in. He was like a motivational speaker. And he said, raise your hand if there's something that you want to do and you haven't done it because fear has gotten in the way. Wow. And so everybody in church raised their hand, including me. Yeah. He picked on me though. And he said, Ooh. tell me what you want to do. And at that time, I was really afraid of public speaking. I got really nervous, but I, I answered his question. I said, I want to buy real estate. And he said, well, why haven't you? And I told him it was fear. You know, it's a lot of money. I didn't really know what I was doing. And so I, I would just think about it, but I never would take action. Mm. And he said, well, let's take action. If you went out and bought a property, how long do you think it would take you to find a property and get under contract? I said, well, if I got purposeful, I could do it in two months. He said, okay, let's let's write up two months on the board. So he wrote up two months on the board and he said, now I want to hold you accountable. 
I want you to put your money where your mouth is. Do you have your checkbook with you? And I said, yeah, I'm at church. I have my checkbook. This is a different type of speed, right? What's up? Isn't it crazy, right? Yeah. He's like, find somebody in the church that you know. I want you to write a check for $1,000 and give it to them. And in two months from today's date, if you are not under contract, they get to cash it. Ooh, that's accountability. I didn't want to do it. And I was in my head. I was like, nope, I'm not doing that. But everybody in church was clapping. Yes, do it. That's Uh great. They were hyping me up. So I I felt the pressure. I wrote the check. I gave it to a guy I knew from church. Mm. I promise you this. In two weeks, I had identified and was under contract on the property in two weeks because I didn't want to lose a thousand dollars. And he got me motivated and hyped up. And you and know another thing, he didn't career. want to lose face in front of the whole congregation. That too, that too, right? So it's that accountability, like not wanting to disappoint myself, not wanting to disappoint other people, not wanting to lose the money. Um, I, I got into real estate because of that. And wow. it just grew over time. You know, I became an agent, then I became a coach. But that's what got me into real estate. Here's a question. Do you think if he never showed up and put that pressure on you, the trajectory of your life versus where it is now, what do you foresee would have been, hey, I never had that encounter, never had had to write a check versus where you're at today? I have to believe that I would not be in real estate because the reason I got into real estate, the agent that helped me buy that investment property, you know, he actually was a broker. And then he was like, David, I'm working with you buying these properties. You're really good. Get your license. Come work for me. Mm. And so if I never had that interaction, I don't know if I'd be in real estate. I'd probably still be working in corporate America. I'd be working 40, 50 hours a week, and I probably wouldn't be happy. Uh, That Everything happens for a reason. I believe our steps are already measured, and we just have to step into our purpose. And that going to that conference and raising my hand allowed me to step into my purpose. Wow. This is this. I feel like I'm reading a book or like a TV series or like a a movie, something right there, because that's but it shows the power of pressure. And I I think I've interviewed probably over 300 entrepreneurs. And one thing that I noticed is that the entrepreneurs that it was never like, oh, they wanted something happened that created this pressure whereby they just couldn't chill and be mediocre or kind of like relax either oh i have to take care of these kids and i'm by myself or somebody died early and it's on me so it's like this catalyst but um where does your passion lie within real estate especially you know just thinking about this diverse world it is so what i used to do every year probably like my last five years in real estate is I would write a note like pros and cons of real estate. Everything I loved, I kept. Everything I didn't like, I would hire somebody to take care of that for me. So paperwork, marketing, everything, right? And it got to a point where I started realizing the only thing I really loved was interacting with the other agents and helping them learn how to grow their business. Mm. So that told me that coaching and being a mentor was the right move. I got more I got more from hearing other people get listings than I you know than I got from myself getting listings. So um I I decided to stop doing real estate cold turkey and become a real estate coach and start my coaching business, you know, over four years ago. And immediately it took off because 
real estate simple. It's not easy. And so many people don't know what to do and what to say and how to say it. They need that guidance and they don't get that from a lot of people. And they got that from me. Wow. Um, when it comes to being a coach, right? We're seeing the world like transform more and more. There's more coaches now than ever before. There's more people mm -hmm. to be pointing people in the right direction and say, here's how you do it. Um, the type of people that you work with, what are you noticing that they're looking in terms of guidance from you? Like, what is the thing that you notice as time goes on? It's like, hmm, this is what they actually want from me. So for me, they want the blueprint, like how to do it. But they also want the accountability, but more importantly, the encouragement. Mm. So, you know, when someone goes through my program, even after they, they're done, they're part of my family. I just got off the phone with somebody who's in Maryland who went through my training program. And I said, hey, I was thinking of you. How are you? How are things going? Are you still keeping up with what you need to do? And they know that they're going to hear from me. They know wow. that when they sign up for my training program, it's not it's not just for money. I actually care about them. I want to see them succeed. So even after they're done paying me, they still hear from me. Mm. And they they want that. To, to them, it shows, you know, why I'm actually doing this is because I care. Yes, I have to make a living, but I do so much stuff for them that's free. They recognize that I'm pouring into them because I care about them and it's not just about the money. This is incredible. And it's interesting how like that encouragement and accountability that you kind of got from the motivational speaker that came to the church. Yes. You are now manifesting that in people's lives today being the originator of now, I don't know if you can create that much pressure on them the way they did when it was like you right there in the audience in the back with, with, with the glasses on. <laughs> I can. And listen, I'll, I'll tell you this. I right pre COVID uh -huh. uh -huh. pre COVID. I had a class and I said, how many of you guys are serious and committed to making your calls and doing your, the work? And I had several people raise their hand. And then I said, who's willing to put their money where their mouth is? Ooh. All the hands went down except one. Ooh. And it was this, this agent, a friend of mine, her name is Patty. And I said, okay, Patty, you know you need to make X number of contacts every day. What's the penalty if you don't do it? How much money should be the penalty if you don't do it? She was like, I don't know, 100 bucks? I was like, that's not enough. She was like, how about 200? I was like, it's not enough. Mm. I said, I want it to be uncomfortable for you. I said, is 500 uncomfortable? She's like, yeah. I said, then write the check for a thousand. And every day you have to turn in your call list to me, showing me you made your contacts. The day I don't get it, I cash the check. Oh, right. And I was very honest with them. I'm into photography as my hobby. I said, there's, there's a lens that I want. that's about a thousand dollars. Now I don't want Come you to on, fail, man. but just know if you do, I'm buying that lens because of that. Mm -hmm. She did her work as soon as, as soon as COVID hit, everybody was at home freaking out. She had that thousand dollars on the line. She made her calls every day. And when everyone else was suffering and not making deals, she was mm -hmm. because she was committed to doing the work. This is incredible. It was. This and listen, just, cool. just to show just to show you that I'm, I'm, I'm being authentic. This is the check that she wrote me. I ripped it up, but this is the check that she wrote me for a thousand dollars. Oh, we gotta put that in our programmers. Everybody listening to that, like that's a gem right there. Like having make a commitment whereby it's like, oh, 
the other side of me not doing this is I'm going to, and this, this is beautiful because now, you know, yet you've taken what has happened to you and then you've been able to use it to boost other people into success. Yes, sir. Uh, man, uh, photography. Why, what, what about, are you still passionate about photography today? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can see this, but see that wow. I do landscape and nature photography. Hmm. And I'm passionate about it for a couple of reasons. Number one, I like to show the world through my eyes. I like people to see the beauty that I see. And I'm also an introvert. Even though I'm a coach and you constantly see me talking to people, Mm -hmm. I'm an introvert. And what that means to me is that I need to be by myself to replenish and to recharge myself. So I do a lot of hiking and I have my camera and I just go hike and take pictures. I spent all day yesterday, you know, doing that. And so it actually turned into a business. Now people buy my photography. I didn't get into it to sell, but people like my images so much, they actually buy them, which I think is just a added, added blessing. You know, that's a big time blessing. What does it do for your spirit or your mind photography when you're out there adjusting the lens and, you know, looking at the the landscape or what it is that you're about to snap? Great question. So the, the biggest thing photography has, has taught me several lessons. Number one, patience. Like a lot of us aren't patient, but I tell you what, if you want a picture of a blue heron or a picture of the eagle, mm-hmm. you got to sit there and you got to learn to be still because mm-hmm. if they sensed you, they're not going to come around. So it's taught me how to be still and how to be patient. That's one thing it taught me. The other thing it taught me, you know how they say change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. Mm-hmm. I used to always take my pictures like this. And someone told me, Dave, you're a big dude. You're 6'4". You're seeing the world through your eyes. Do yourself a favor and sit on the ground. Lay on the ground and look up. And you can be at the same location, but what you see is completely different. Wow. And so it just opened up my mind to to looking at things differently, not just photography, but life in general, seeing things from other people's perspective. Mm. Um, so I've learned a lot of lessons in photography that have actually served me well in life as well. I hope I hope that makes sense. Yo, it does. And I, you know, it's an art form, you know. And sure. there's people that they take pictures and, you know, it does something to people when other people look at it. And the fact that mm-hmm. you have people buying it and you're pouring your time and energy. But I think patience is something that, you know, this generation and the world we live in, everything is fast. Like sending money fast. Fast food, fast everything. So um, I think Confucius said like one of the main three things he can teach is like patience, uh, simplicity, and something else. But uh, it's interesting because it's like, why do we need patience in life? Yeah. Well, I will tell you this. I mean, prospect until success happens you're not going to get the listing on the first call. Sometimes it takes eight weeks of calling. I had a for sale by owner. I called for two years. If Mm. I wasn't patient and didn't follow the process, I would have lost out on a lot of money because most of the time in real estate, it's not immediate. It's the long game. And so just learning how to be patient and just continuing to do the right things every day. If you're doing the right activities don't worry about the outcome. The outcome's going to happen. You just mm. have to be patient and do the right thing day in and day out. And I, it's kind of like um, I heard someone talking, and I hope I don't butcher this, 
But have you heard anyone talk about um, growing bamboo? I think I may have seen a reel or two about bamboo. It's something crazy, like you're watering the ground for like six months and people are like, what are you watering? Mm. But they don't understand the bamboo's growing underground before it comes up. Mm. And so you got to be paid. You're kind of like, why am I doing this every day? I'm watering this thing and nothing's happening. But when you're patient and you give it a chance to grow underground, it's going to really shoot up when it comes to the surface level. But you have to be patient and continue doing the right things every day. Mm. That speaks to me, man. Yeah. When you think about your coaching and, you know, the transformation that you're having with these agents, what are you noticing is the characteristics of the people that have the best success with your coaching? People who are hungry, uh, people who grew up like me. You know, I was raised by a single mom who got us what we needed, but never anything we wanted, like going to movies, buying comic books, you know, going out. And my wife and I were talking about this last night, how like it's commonplace to go to McDonald's. But when we were growing up, McDonald's was really a treat that you might mm. get once a quarter because my mom couldn't afford it. Wow. And so I grew up hungry, knowing that if I wanted certain things, as much as she wanted to give it to me, she didn't have the money. I had to go out and get it myself. And um, I noticed that the people who have success, they have a big why, something that they're working towards, something that they're hungry for, you know, whether that's buying their first home or putting their kids through college or having money for retirement or whatever it is, they're hungry. Mm. And they wake up every day. They may not know what to do and what to say, but they're willing to learn because they have this hunger that drives them every day. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, you know, one thing, too, as well, is that a lot of people, they'll enroll into programs, but their mindset isn't exactly geared to maximize the whole program. But versus and we were talking about this the other day, me and my team is like people who. You can have a okay program or maybe not even the best, but if the person's mindset is like, yo, I'm hungry, my why is strong enough, I'm going to max them. They're going to take that and create beauty with it versus the person that is like, they're not, they're not even they're, they're not even ready. You can have the best program in the world and they're not really going to do anything with it. So, uh, you know, when you think about agents, right, and all the agents that are going to be listening or anything of that nature, right? Why do you feel as if or your your program is really great at giving them that success that they're looking for? I think a couple of things. I don't I haven't forgotten where I come from. And mm. I remember what it's like to be afraid to pick up the phone. Like half the time, my, my whole program is about teaching scripts, teaching objection handling, teaching a listing presentation. However, if the fear is so strong that you're not even picking the phone up, the class doesn't matter. And so I remember what it was like. And so I kind of speak to that. I speak to your mindset and where it needs to be. You know, I don't know if you can see this on my bracelet, but this is one of my favorite affirmations. I want it more than I fear it. Mm. It's on my push bracelet because I tell people you have to want something more than you fear picking up that phone. And I think that I make such a connection with them because I take the time in the beginning to understand what's important to them, what they're working so hard for. Mm. So when they aren't doing the work, I nudge them with love. And I say, I thought you told me paying for your kid's college was the most important thing to you. And you would feel really accomplished if you were able to do that. And they're like, it is. 
And I said, so why are you letting that phone scare you and keep you from creating that opportunity for your kids? Mm. All it is is rejection. All it is is a no, it's not going to kill you. And every time you pick up the phone, you get stronger. So pick up the phone. Let's go. Let me hear you. And I push them and I remind them of their motivation and their big why. And I think that's what allows my program to be so successful is I'm, it's not just about the material, it's about the person and meeting Mm. everyone where they are and understanding that people are going to be at different levels. And this is why people go through my program multiple times because no man walks through the same river, you know, twice. He's no longer the same man. It's no longer the same river. Every time they go through, they're growing in certain areas. And, you know, I've had people go through my program nine times and every time they go through, they're like, that was amazing. I learned something new. And I'm like, Mm. well, we covered that before. You just weren't ready for it when we covered it. Now you are. Oh, my God. This is incredible. Uh, What are you looking forward to next? You know, there's so many ways to kind of like transform or evolve, you know, having a coaching program. Is it masterminds? Is it syndication, franchising? Is it, you know, uh, coverage in different countries? Like what what is your instinct or gut kind of telling you? So my, my gut is telling me, and I have people tell me all the time, like, David, your coaching program is great. I can see you being big as Tony Robbins and doing all these things. And you have to be careful with that because you can buy into that. That's not what's important to me. What's important to me is living my life by design, which means running a business so that I can travel the world, do my photography and coach remotely, you know, no matter what country, no matter what state I'm in. Mm -hmm. And so what's next for me, you know, as my daughters are matriculating and going to college is to travel and continue to touch people across the world, not looking for a certain dollar amount. I don't need to be making two or three or four million dollars mm-hmm. because the money is not important if you don't have your health. The money's not important if you don't have the balance to really be able to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I know people who work so hard and they're making great money, but they don't do anything. They don't. They don't. They just all it's all work for them. For me, mm-hmm. it's I take Monday off. I'm never at work on Monday. I'm hiking and doing photography. I like to travel. To me, (laughs) that's the next big thing, doing more of what I love, but Mm. integrating real estate coaching into that. Beautiful. And I think um, I I was seeing somebody said that it's like business is meant to be designed to give you the life that you want. Yeah. And a lot of times people do get into business and it's it's work, work, work. I, I know. I'm definitely one of those people who's like, work, 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 work. And I think business for some people, they look at it differently. Some people is like, Mm -hmm. I can't wait to get into the office and just get on the keyboard and just, you know, get at it. And other people are like, I'm using this for the thing that I can't wait to get to. And Yes. (laughs) Yeah. The saying is, I, I think this is what you were saying. The purpose of business is to fund the perfect life. Mm. That's the saying that I heard that you reminded me of. And I I do something called the 137. And this is something I want your listeners to know about. Yeah. Um, it's one day off a week where you do no work. Mm. For me, that's no real estate coaching. It's a three-day weekend once a month. And then once a quarter, seven days off. It's called the 137 Lifestyle. And that's what I've been doing for over the past year. So every Monday, I'm, I don't work. I drop my girls at the school bus and I'm out hiking, wow. you know, taking my photos, fishing, smoking my cigars, having a good time. Uh-huh. And I do my three-day weekends and I do my seven days off a quarter. 
What has that done for you? Like ever since implementing the 137, what do you notice is difference about the quality of your life or maybe the energy in which you show up? Well, first and foremost, I had high blood pressure. I'm not on the medication anymore because I'm taking some time to relax and take care of me and slow down a little bit. So it's helped my health. Mm. Um, I'm more active. So I've lost a lot of weight. I'm doing really well. And I just get replenished and get refreshed. So after I come back from those trips, I'm ready to get back in there. Like, who can I help? Let's go. And then I'm ready to go on another trip. So I just, I I need to be replenished and refreshed. Beautiful. Okay. Hiking. I I remember I went hiking in Hawaii uh, three Mm. weeks. Uh, Incredible. Beautiful. Where are you? Yes. Where are you looking forward to hike next? So on my vision board for the past three years, I've had Yellowstone and Grand Tetons on my vision board, but they've had wildfires and flooding and, and also, I didn't. We might have to, we might have, to have you write a check. <laughs> well, hey, you don't have to now because listen, I already got it planned out. I, a friend of mine held me accountable and she said, stop talking about it, plan it. So last mm. weekend I sat down, I went to a local brewery, mm. got a beer, sat down. I planned everything out. I'm going to, in September, mid-September. I'm renting a, a Mercedes Sprinter van. I'm staying at a campground. And I'll be there for seven days, just me and my camera taking pictures of bears and, and wolves and moose. Can't wait, man. I'm looking forward to it. Beautiful. This is incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. For all the people out there, let them know how you know they can get in contact with you, agents or you know companies and yeah. businesses that are interested. What's the best way for them to get in touch with you and get started? So two ways. I make it really easy. My name is right there on the screen. If you type that in, davidratney.com, it'll bring you to my link tree. And from there, you can find me on social media. You can see um, I host several calls for real estate agents that are free. It's mm-hmm. just my way to give back and come from contribution. We cover gratitude, affirmations, lessons on real estate. Today, we covered the fear of cold calling. We talked about that today. Wow. So you're able to find me just by going to davidradney.com. That's the easiest way. And I'm on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn. TikTok is where it's at, though. For for people in real estate, you need to be. If you're not on TikTok, get on TikTok. It's not about singing. It's not about dancing. It's about documenting your day, showing people what you do. You mm. guys need to be on TikTok. Incredible. Well, you heard it there from David, how to reach out to him. Guys, make yeah. sure you tap in and get started incredible and i love the fact that you're letting them know hey look pick up that phone and make those calls calls. um david you know what's the next best immediate thing for you to do for your life and business in general you know after you leave the podcast and just go out there into the world so you're saying for me personally yeah ah that's a good one (laughs) so this friday june 23rd my wife michelle and i we've been uh We've been married for, it'd be 22 years. So that's my wife here. That's my daughter, Morgan, and my daughter, Taylor. We will be married 22 years. So for me, the best thing for me is to make sure that I got something set up nice for that wife of mine uh, to celebrate. And uh, I have tickets to go see MJ on Broadway. Uh, We're going to stay in New York City. I'm working on the restaurant recommendation right now. And I What's important to me is to make sure she feels special on that day and celebrate those 22 years. You know, I've I feel very blessed um, with the relationship that we have and I work really hard at it. I cook her brunch every Sunday. You know, we go we still go out and do our date nights and spend good time together and go for walks. 
And um, outside of work, outside of taking care of myself, my next big thing is taking care of her and making sure she feels needed and appreciated. So that's what I'm focused on. Beautiful. I think the popular saying is happy wife, happy, happy life, happy life. Best believe it. And I have a happy life, but I also have a happy wife. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Look again, the links will be in the description. Make sure you search and type into Google David Radney and get started. Again, big tip, guys, get on TikTok. David, any last words, anything that you want to get off your chest, you want to say to the people? Yeah, so I want to say this. Um, Stop letting fear keep you from doing what you want to do in life, whether it's picking up the phone and having success in real estate, whether it's asking the girl out on the date, whether it's taking a vacation, whether it's going out to lunch by yourself or seeing the movie by yourself, whatever it is, figure out what you want Mm. and your want needs to be big and you have to want it more than you fear it. And I will tell you this affirmation, if you say this every day and you're very specific about it, Mm -hmm. like I want to pay for college for my kids more than I fear calling for sale by owners you'll call for sell by owners because your want to put your kids through college is that much more important. So don't let fear stop you from having success in real estate. Real estate simple. It's not easy. However, if you get focused on what's important to you and you stop letting fear block you, it's untapped potential out there. So go get your unfair share. That's what I would say. And I think like the opposite of fear is like bravery or courage. Mm -hmm. And it's like, when you fear, you close off any chance of an opportunity happening. You yeah. Know? You never know. And I've seen this over and over again. It's like, if you just can step into it, there are people out there. There are situations that they're like, oh, okay, this is how we could work together. Or yes. we've been looking for somebody just like you. And a lot of times we probably all witness this. All the listeners, everybody is this. You were like, man, that thing ain't going to happen. And then when you call, the other person is like, oh, yeah, no, actually, we were looking for it. And you're like, whoa, okay. And you, and you yeah. make it happen. And then, but I think to permanently instill that within your mind that, hey, look, as long as I keep putting myself out there and stepping, new opportunities will arise every single day. Yeah, they they, they definitely will. I completely agree with you on that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And I think that's why in the Bible it says, look, we're more than conquerors. You know, it hasn't given us uh, a spirit of fear. You but know? a power and in, in, in a sound mind. But a yeah. power and love and a sound mind, I think, is the rest of that scripture. Yeah. yeah. And when you think about it, when you put yourself out there and you step to the world with those power, love, and sound mind, what? Doors open. Yes. Doors open. A, a mentor of mine told me, Cause I, I'll make this short. I used to have a fear of public speaking mm-hmm. and I used to always say, I'm afraid to getting up in, in front of a group of people. He said, stop using the word fear. It's negative. The same mm-hmm. way you feel when you're afraid, you feel the same butterflies when you're yep. excited about something, right? Ooh. He says, so start saying I'm excited about getting up in front of that room. And when you start using words like excited over fear, you show up differently because you start thinking, I am excited about this. And that is why I'm feeling the butterflies. Mm. Let me just go. But fear sometimes just paralyzes you. But excitement at least gets you to step out of your comfort zone when you think about, hey, I'm excited about this opportunity versus I'm fearful about this opportunity. Guys, you might have to, in fact, you're going to have to rewind this if you, wherever you're listening to that, like a couple of times, because this has just yeah. been incredible, James. Thanks, man. 
David, thank you. Listeners, again, make sure you type this in. David Radney, and go ahead and get started. Yes.